name is Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Black Business School. And um, there was a brother that I saw today that was on um, Ayanna Van Zandt's Fix My Life. Um, now, I haven't seen the episode. Um, I don't watch Ayanna Van Zandt's show. Uh, it was an interesting episode, though, because I saw this clip of this brother. And I'm going to play this clip in a minute. But basically, this, this uh, black man who was on the show was effectively saying that in 18 years of marriage, uh, his wife never had to pay a bill. Um, and the clip was, uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very powerful. And I thought that he was worth listening to. But uh, later on, there was uh, some complications. A lot of people came out and said that this brother was being under, he was kind of under a little bit of attack, you know, from his family, from certain members of his family uh, for allegedly being um, emotionally abusive. Uh, this this man, I don't have his name. Please type his name in the chat if you have it. I tried to look for it. I can't find it. Uh, but I, but it's okay. It's, it's not about him. It's not about this story. It's really about you. And so that's what I want to focus on. So we're going to get started right now. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. You're on drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And we're going to talk about this Ayanna Van Zandt thing and this, this statement by this brother. And uh, also uh, what it means to be a man, uh, what it means to be uh, in a healthy relationship. So we're going to get started right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, clip that I that I saw today. Uh, somebody sent this to me, and uh, it has to do with a black man uh, who basically, um, you know, he, he I, I'm not gonna say he broke the internet, but he was on his way to breaking the internet, and uh, it was all because he he basically made a statement about uh, how he's been married to his wife for 18 years, and his wife has never had to pay a bill. And uh, he says that that's um, that's what makes uh, that's what a man does. A man takes care of the bills so that his wife doesn't have to worry about these things. Well, shortly thereafter that um, uh, after I saw the clip and I shared it, a lot of people jumped in. A lot of people jumped in and told me this brother was on Ayanna Van Zant's show, Fix My Life. And uh, and basically um, he was under fire. He was under a lot of fire. Uh, there were people, uh, some members of his family that felt that he maybe was a little emotionally abusive and that he wasn't a perfect man. And, um, and, and I, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know the man's family life. I'm not here to really talk about that, but I am here to really talk about what I saw in terms of what I saw in his video and what I saw in the reaction uh, to the video. And then what I saw in the reaction to what happened uh, on the show. Now, if you want to know why I talk about relationships, uh, it's because relationships and wealth are deeply connected. Now, if you don't understand how relationships affect money, then you don't understand relationships and you don't under, understand money. His name is Mark. I don't know his last name. Okay, so his name is Mark. So we're going to call him Mr. Mark. I'm going to give the brother his respect. Because I, I, you know, on this platform, another thing we do is we like to give black men a fair trial. Uh, we are not mainstream media. Mainstream media does not give black men a fair trial. The court of law does not give black men a fair trial. Nobody gives the black men a fair trial. So in this platform, we give black men a fair trial. We hold brothers accountable uh, if we see a problem, but we also make sure that there's fairness in the room because y'all know, give me a yes or no if you get what I'm saying. The world is not fair when it comes to how black men are portrayed. The world is not fair in terms of how they uh, respond to black men. And pretty much everything a black man does is negative. So give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying, because if you don't get what I'm saying, then you probably don't need to, you won't get anything that I'm saying and you don't need to be here. So anyway, so let's keep going. All right. So uh, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. I want to remind you guys, as I remember this, um, I heard from the, uh, speaking of black men, um, uh, I heard from the homie Ice Cube. Ice Cube is coming in uh, either tomorrow or the next day. He said he wanted to come back and talk on DrVoiceTV.com. I'll let you guys know when that goes down. Um, I have a lot of respect for Ice Cube. I think that what he did as a black man was extraordinary. And uh, what he did for the country was great. And it's certainly better than what a lot of these worthless politicians are doing when they spend a whole year to decide if they want to send you a $600 check. That just burns me up. But here's the deal. So, uh, so this brother named Mark, uh, I'm going to play his clip. And uh, so give me a second to share my screen. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the clip. 
And then we're going to kind of sort of talk about Mr. Mark and talk about uh, some of the reactions and talk about uh, some perspectives that I, that I think you might want to consider as you kind of analyze uh, this black man. I encourage you to do it a little bit differently from the way white people might do it, because uh, basically there's there's never been a black man in their eyes who wasn't completely worthless, apparently, unless he was gay or or weak or beta or feminine. So uh, so let me play the clip and then I'm going to give you my raw reaction to the clip. Then we're going to go deeper and talk about some of the other realities in terms of what happened with Ayanna's show. And we're going to have a full, intelligent conversation. So here we go. That's what he said, and uh, he said it, and it was said, and it was out there. So uh, let's talk about let, – let's separate – in order for us to understand this, let's separate the man from the words, right? So let's assume that these words came out of anybody. Let's say these words – think of the man you admire the most in your life, uh, and uh, think imagine him saying those very same words, uh, that, that a man should do whatever he can to make sure that his wife has nothing to worry about that he is as the best provider he can be, that he will hustle to protect and provide for her by any means necessary, that he will provide for his children by any means necessary. Let's look at that comment in a vacuum for a moment, right? Let's separate it. Let's not look at it as a in a multidimensional way. Multidimensional means you're going to think about who said it, um, or what other issues he might have, or whatever. Let's let's pretend like it came out of the most perfect person that you've ever met. How many of you, give me a yes or no, how many of you felt a little bit inspired by what he said? How many of you at least felt like, man, okay, that's what's up. Like, that's really, that's cool, right? Maybe that's not the life you choose, but ladies, how many of you would be proud if you had a good man? Let's assume he's a good man in, other, in all the, the ways that matter. How many of you would be proud if, if a man spoke that way? Like, like I'm going to make sure my woman is good. I'm going to make sure my woman is fine. I'm going to make sure my kids are good. I'm out here. I'm going to hustle for that. Right. How, how many men, men, how many men were inspired by that? How many of you brothers kind of looked at that and said, okay, I can relate to that. Right. Give me a yes or no. Okay. All right. I see Christine says, yes, I'd be proud. Angela says inspired. Okay. Asha says I did. Okay. So, so, so here's the deal. All right. So um, I think it's important if you're talking about what this brother said to separate the message from the messenger, because, because what I saw online was a lot of people going into that that Ayana episode, and in the Ayana episode, he wasn't he didn't come out shining like a star. Uh, it looked like there's some family issues going on. It looked like he had children that were mad at him. It looked like he had a wife that maybe had some issues with him, right? Uh, now she stayed married to him for 18 years. I don't know why, but whatever. That don't mean she can't have issues with him, right? Anybody who's been married for a long time knows that lo long marriages like that are a little bit of a mix between love and hate. You know, it's like if, it's like if you've been in your body for 40, 50, 60 years, you got you got good bacteria and bad bacteria, but you're glad to still be alive. Right. So a lot of marriages are like that. They're like your body. After about 30, 40, 50 years, you get some good bacteria and bad bacteria. And some people say, you know what, at least we made it. Right. But then there's some people who say we needed to amputate. So I amputated the heart and the lungs out of the body uh, because because I, I needed to get rid of the bad bacteria. But unfortunately, sometimes you end up killing the whole body. Right. That's the paradox of marriage. That's the paradox of marriage. 18, 20, 30 years of marriage is never, rarely, I've rarely, this is Uncle Boyce talking based on experiences and not scientific analysis. I did not read this in a book. I read this from the book of life and the book of God and the book of experience. And rarely have I ever seen any marriage last 20, 30 years that was just picture perfect, just as delightful as whatever fantasy somebody shoved into your brain when you were seven years old. That's just the truth. That's the honest God truth. Now, 
here's the deal. Now, Angela, don't ask me if I got if, about my teeth because I, I I went to the dentist today. I'm trying to have dental health. I'm a, I'm a black man trying to do better. See, y'all can't beat up on brothers when we're trying to do better. I don't want to die from a heart attack because I didn't take care of my teeth. So I went and got some dental work and y'all been making fun of me for months because I'm in the middle. It's a six month process. So they're going to go in and they're, they're putting the implants in. So so I, by the time I'm done, I'll be I'll have this picture perfect smile. Right, which I never had because I didn't take care of my teeth when I was young. So I'm just trying to do better. Don't make fun of me. Please don't make fun of me and don't distract me because y'all know how I get. So, so, so here's the deal. Let me tell you a little story. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Let me let me tell you why this this story, why his statement inspired me a little bit. It made me proud, you know, because maybe I'm old school. I'm Southern. I, you know, my daddy had a little bit of that in him. Very proud. My daddy was like, um, the reason I think my Ti is my favorite rapper. It's because my father was a lot like him, just like a proud Southern black man who took care of his family, who would kill you for his kids. Like you mess with me or my sister, they, you're going to come up missing. My father, I can say my father has actually killed people um, and, my, and, and, and he's probably done things that he probably didn't tell anybody about either. Right. So so that that was what I that was the culture I saw growing up. Some people will probably call that toxic masculinity. But I can also say that he and my mother were married for 46 years. And if you say any negative shit about my daddy, my mama might come kill you first. Just so you know, they ride together like that. That's what they've been doing for 46 years. So one day, Alicia and I, the black woman I love, <clears throat> we were out running <clears throat> and uh, we were running on this path. And on this path, and some of you have heard my story on this, but I got re to repeat this story because it's relevant here. And we're running down this path and we saw this goose. Anybody who follows me real close might have been there the day we ran into the gangster goose. Anybody remember the gangster goose? You may yes or no if you knew about the gangster goose. So we're running and there's this goose and he's right in the middle of the path. And I'm sitting there thinking, OK, he's a goose. Like, what can a goose do? So I, I'm like, OK, let's just walk around the goose. Alicia's like, so what should we do? I was like, it's a goose. Come on, like, let's walk around the goose. So we start walking around the goose and the goose like scoots over and gets in the way. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I get moved. Damn it. All right. So we go to the left. The goose moves over to the left. Like, you're not walking past here. Right. And then I'm like, OK, all right, man. All right. I'm, I'm done playing with your ass. All right. So I just start. I'm like, come on, let's just go. And so I start walking and I take a step and the goose like he freezes and, and, and he, he gives me this look. And I'm like, is this goose going to fight me? Like what is about to happen here? So then I take another step and a couple rocks move and then his wings pop up. Like, I'm about to fuck you up. Like, this goose was ready to really fight a grown-ass man, right? And I'm like, why is this, why, what is going on here? And then I'm like, okay, boys, you're not going to get pumped by a goose. And so I take one more step, and his neck, I swear to God, this little tiny goose, his neck stretches like this. He made himself taller. Like, if you take another step, I am going to fuck you up, right? And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this goose, like, messing with me today? Like... And and I got a little, I know I got a little, I was like, okay, can goose can geese hurt people? Like, because you know, animals have powers you don't know about. So I'm sitting there thinking, can do goose do geese can they poke your eyes out or something? You know, and I don't want Alicia to get hurt. So we were like, okay, we're gonna back up. This this goose is, and as we every step we took back, his neck went down, his feathers went down, he he reassumed his relaxed position when he knew we were walking away. I couldn't understand why this goose was getting gangster with me, ready to fight me to the death. Well, I looked over on the side of the road. And you know what I saw? I saw a little female goose who was sitting on some eggs and didn't have a care in the world. She didn't even know that her husband was about to throw down with a grown ass man. Like she didn't even know. She didn't even care. All she was thinking about was taking care of her babies and making sure that they're nice and warm and so they could be hatched in a healthy fashion. Right. And when I saw that, I said, you know what? I, I, I gave him props. I said, okay, I get it, brother. All right, man, I'm going to leave you alone. All right, you go protect your woman. I respect that. I respect that, right? Now, here's the thing. This goose, nobody ever taught him what, what it means to be a man. Like, no, he didn't go to school for that. He didn't He didn't go uh, take a class. He didn't. He, did, he never watched uh, Fix My Life. Uh, he, he, he was never trained on manhood. He just instinctually knew that his job was to protect his woman so that she could peacefully protect his young, right? That's what he, his job was to make sure that she didn't have to worry about protecting herself so she could focus on reproducing his kids, right? I kind of think that that maybe is part of the way things are supposed to work. 
I'm not saying that that in this modern society and everything else that we have where gender roles are all over the place and we're confused about who we are. Some of that may be right. Maybe some of these things are are an improvement. But sometimes just because you think something's different, just because something's progressive or so-called progressive, that does not mean it's better. Right. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's necessarily better. And one thing that this brother said in this video that was interesting that made me think about the gangster goose is he said um, he said, my wife gave me the I think it was the eight children and 16 grandchildren. It was something like that or, or six children and 12 grandchildren. Right. He said, that's her job. Her job is to have my kids protect my children, take care of my house. That's it. I will just say this. Um. I approve this message. I approve this message because I'm going to tell you, when I see some of the relationships we got out here, some of the crazy circus families that we done created out of white supremacy, these weird ass situations that we got where we just got to make it work. Some of us ain't got as much sense as a damn goose. We don't. We don't have as much sense as that goose. We lot. Some of our men don't have the courage of that goose. And, and some of our women uh, don't understand it ain't got to be that hard. Being a mother is the most important job you will ever have in your life, but we live in this world where people act like being a mother is some sort of stupid little weak-ass part-time, third-level, third-tier job that doesn't have any relevance. Do you all understand that, uh, that, that if mothers stop doing their jobs tomorrow and stop raising children appropriately that our whole fucking society would fall apart. Do y'all understand how fucked up our world would be? If we imagine, think about this. When they look at the history of serial killers, I'm married, I'm marrying a therapist who understands serial killers really well. She just happens to. Hopefully she'll never become one. And and, and and do you know that when they study them, most of the time, it's because they didn't get hugs from their mother or they were rejected by their mother or something like that, right? So, so imagine if mothers stopped doing their jobs, then we would have a whole world full of crazy-ass serial killer drug addicts who are doing all kinds of ridiculous stuff, making the world unsafe for everybody. So I'm just going to say this. This is Uncle Boyce talking. There's nothing scientific about what I'm saying. I'm just going to tell you that um, I think that anybody who convinced us that that being a mother is not an honor and a privilege and an important, very important job, the most important job of our society, if not one of the most important, is out of their damn mind. I think that they're wrong. I think that we're backward. I think that when people are like, oh, well, you know, you're going to have that baby, but you but you got another semester of college. So just, just abort the little damn thing. Just kill the little baby. But I don't want to kill my baby. Well, just do it because finishing a semester of college so you can get a job at Applebee's or or, or wherever, that's more important than, than actually raising a child. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I'm just here to say that, that the world is stupid. The world is crazy. Or this idea that you're supposed to be raising three or four kids all by yourself and working a full-time job, leaving the house 13, 14 hours a day where your kids are at home running rampant, becoming hookers and killers and gangsters and thugs and all that because their mama ain't around. That's not a, that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's just not the way it's supposed to be. And so I'm not here to tell you how your life is supposed to be. I'm just here to tell you that there are many, many ways to skin that cat. And the other thing that geese understand that human beings don't understand is this. I, I learn a lot when I go running with Alicia, for, probably because she, she lectures me the entire time. We're a couple of know-it-all college professors, so you can imagine us trying to talk over each other. So I learned my secret weapon is I learned how to just shut the fuck up and let her talk. So she's talking. I'm listening. I'm hearing about psychotherapy and analyses and, and relationship therapy and everything. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm like, okay. you know. But she's a social, she's a social worker. I'm not a social worker. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a finance guy. So I'm a little bit, you know, my daddy was a cop. So we're kind of like, you know, very much like cut and dry, like, oh, well, well, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Just do the damn shit. Like, get off your ass, right? That's how I am. But she's like, well, no, boys, he didn't get love from his mother. And that's why he blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I'm listening and we're running and I see some more geese. That, uh, that I see geese everywhere. We were stepping through geese shit like, the, like as we were running. And uh, it's really nasty. And um, and so, but these geese, so I see these geese. And I never see the geese like by themselves most of the time, except for the gangster goose who was basically protecting his woman. We see them like in packs of like a hundred, right? The geese don't roll independently. They tend to roll in these big old groups. They're like gang affiliated. Like this, like this one is like a hundred of them. And I, and I, and, and here's the thing. Nobody taught geese to roll as gangs and to roll as clicks. 
Geese understand instinctually that you are stronger together, that you are stronger when you are a unit. Now, you might say, well, ask me, where, where are you going with this, boys? Why are you talking about geese so much? Well, so I'm going to tell you where I'm going. Well, when I see that, when I see the geese getting together as a collective, I'm really seeing how human beings are best able to survive. I'm seeing family. I'm seeing unity, right? I'm seeing something, again, something a lot of us don't have the sense of a goose, a lot of us, there are so many of us who have been taught that you're supposed to do everything by yourself and you strong black woman, you don't need no man. And, and you just go out here, build your business, just do it all alone or whatever. And, and the damn geese are like, that's stupid, man. You get things done better when you're together. You're more protected when you're together. That's what family's all about. Any community, any a country where there, there's wealth, typically most of that wealth is family wealth. You are able to get more done when you are together as a unit, as a family. And this whole rugged individualism is crazy and stupid. It will stress the hell out of you. So the geese understand things that we as human beings don't get. And, and, I, and I like what this man said. If I separate the message from the messenger, because I don't know the messenger. All I know about the messenger is what Ayanna Van Zandt told me. And I don't trust I, I don't trust media when it comes to the black man. I'm sorry. I just don't. Right. And, and so 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 without evaluating the messenger, I approve the message, not because I think that's the only way to survive, not because I think women have to stay should have to stay home. Um, I in fact, I'd be a hypocrite. My woman doesn't stay home. She has a great career. She's a full professor of social work who writes research papers and books and speaks in, and, and, and does all and all kinds of stuff. That she sees clients. She does all of that. But here's the funny thing. Here's the interesting thing, though. If she called if she came downstairs one day and said, boys, um, I want to have another baby or I want to adopt a baby and I want to stay home full time and focus all of my energy on making sure that we properly raise that child. Do you know what I would say? I would say no problem. And I would be very proud to be able to say no problem. Right. You know, so 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 what, so so I would just say this. Um, there's a difference between uh, women having to leave the children to go work because they want to. Or women leaving the children to go work because they have to. Um, you know, and I think also you must ask yourself, is, are, are children better off when their mothers are spending more time with their boss than they are spending with their kids? This does not in any way attack or discredit those hardworking women out here that are kicking ass and taking names. We know what y'all doing. We know you're killing the game. But there are mothers that really are putting like crazy time into their children who are killing the game just as much as that mother who's sitting in the corporate boardroom or or, or building that business or whatever. They, there's no there's no sort of dismantling or somehow discounting one contribution over the other. And and, and really, if you want my bias, I, I, I put my money on the mother because you're planting seeds that are going to last many generations and beyond. If you if you're working hard for that white man on that job. He's going to replace you within a week after you die at your desk because you worked yourself into the ground. So, uh, so I think balance is the answer here, right? Now, let, let's let's talk a little bit about this brother a little bit more. Um, uh, okay, first of all, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button. This is drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, also, uh, yourblackworldtv.com is a, is a platform we have where we talk. We have black all black conversations. So, uh, subscribe to yourblackworldtv.com. We're building black media. We really need your help in order to do that. Please hit the notification bell too. That notification bell is really important, so you'll get notified when we go live. Because I want to elevate this conversation. I don't want to get into the gossip of what this man does or does not do. But I think it's important to have a holistic conversation. This is Uncle Boyce talking. This ain't even Dr. Boyce. But I think family and wealth are deeply related. Relationships and wealth are deeply related. So it's important to understand both so you can achieve your goals. E-40 has this great song that I list. I played it on my Instagram. And it was called Mob. And one thing he said is something about it's about building relationships, right? He's talking about rapping. You know, he's real super creative, right? And he's basically talking about making money. It's about relationships. So relationships are very important. That's why I talk about relationships, because if you want to have money, you got to have good relationships. So 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 here's the thing. Um, assuming if you assume. If you assume that this man is um, is not a perfect father, right, uh, then, you know, first of all, let's just stop there. How many of you, raise your hand, give me a yes or no. How many people in here are are not perfect? Give me a yes if you are not perfect. Type yes in the chat if you are not a perfect person, right? Tell, type yes in the chat if, if if I was able to go into your life and find the people who hate you the most and find and, and literally say the worst things um, 
that 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 you've ever done and make you look really bad on TV? Give me a yes in the chat. Somebody said I sound like forty water just now. Yeah, well, I, it's all it's all about relationships. Like he has a funny kind of like hook hooky kind of. He's so creative. I love this guy. But anyway, uh, so so okay. And, and Spice One actually out of the Bay Area is one of my favorite rappers of all time. So this has been this is like super exciting. Like just hang meeting like some of these people that I just admire so much as as artists. Uh, the music. There's another conversation to have about the music, but you know they're, they're doing their thing, and I respect that. Okay, so so he's not a perfect man, uh, maybe even more imperfect than some of us. Um, I, I became deeply concerned when I saw his, you know, several members of his family confronting him about things that he did that were less than perfect. So I think that at the very least we can agree on this, and I think that this is true. Um, if you listen to the man's clip, and I'm gonna play the clip again one more time so we can hear it. He doesn't say that uh, the only requirement for being a man is to be a provider. He doesn't say that being a provider guarantees that you're a man. It sounded to me like he was saying that that being a man, one of the main conditions of manhood is providing and protecting, right? That doesn't mean, so there may be a list of five things required to be a good man for your woman. It depends on the relationship. Every relationship specifically negotiates its gender roles, in my opinion. I think every relationship, you got to communicate so you can each understand each other and you decide, okay, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that, right? So I don't think there's any sort of one size fits all. But if you watch this clip again, and I'm going to play it again, I don't think he said that this makes me a perfect man or that this is all that a man needs to do. Um, I think he was basically saying that his source of pride, the area where he's getting it right, is that he's providing for his woman. So let me play this clip again so we can kind of hear hear his words, so we can kind of decipher what the brother said. Because I told you, black men get a fair trial on this platform. We, we're not going to let them off the hook, but we are going to be fair. So let's play the clip again. Here we go. Right, but 18 years, or 19 years, Ooh, a mortgage payment, she never paid a gas bill, a electric bill, she never paid a cable bill, she never had to pay insurance for her car. I paid all that, but that's what a fucking man does for his family. I don't, I don't, I'm not having no pedestal behind it, but that's what a man is. A man takes care of his family. My wife shouldn't have to worry about a goddamn mortgage payment. She had to worry about the lights being on, gas being on, food in the motherfucking refrigerator. She don't pay for food, she don't pay for none of that. That's my motherfucking job. A man got eight children and 12 grandchildren. Say it again. And I've never been under one child support work in my life. And you take care of all of them. And I do for all my kids. Whenever they need me, all they got to do is call their daddy. And I'm right there. So if you meet a motherfucking nigga that can't treat you the way your father treats you, you don't need that motherfucker. Okay, so so let me just tell you a couple. let Let me tell you a couple things I observed in this clip. First of all, I don't care what Ayanna says. This man's whole family does not hate him. Um, I know they painted out like this. They, you know, when, when they when they go out there, a black man, unfortunately, sometimes it ends up looking like another episode of Surviving R. Kelly. You know, where they where they have ten thousand people that know you, but they'll pick the five people who hate you the most and literally make it seem like the whole world hates you because those five people hate you, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? And 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 that to me is a problem because I, I want to see a balanced perspective, right? So if I was really to find out where we can help this man become a better man, assuming that that's what the family wants to do, it wouldn't be a matter of me only listening to the people who are pissed at him at that moment, right? Or if you are pissed at him, I would say, okay, tell me three things he does he doesn't do well, and then tell me three things he does do well, right? Uh, You can tell from this clip that his whole family doesn't hate him because there's somebody in the background saying, that's my daddy, or I'm proud of you, or way to go, or say it again, right? Did y'all catch that? Did y'all hear that? He's got, he had relatives cheering for him and saying, that's right. We are so proud of the fact that we got this father who goes extra hard to make sure his family's provided for. Just because he is a good, assuming that this is true, we don't know what he does as a provider, but, 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 just because he's not perfect over here, that does not mean that he can't be proud of what he's accomplished over there, right? Like, like imagine if you went to school and you made an A in one class and a D in the other, and somebody said, well, you get a D for, for all your classes because you got a D over here. That's what they do to the black man. A, a, a black man, in many cases, will do five things really right, really well, and one thing wrong, and then they'll say, well, you did six things wrong. You did six. It's like, no, I did five things right and one thing wrong, motherfucker. Fuck you and stop that shit. This is ridiculous. And it goes back. You saw that same sort of crazy venom back in, in, in the political arena. 
When everybody wants to forgive Joe Biden for killing and incarcerating black men for a living, hundreds of thousands of black men go to prison because of Joe Biden. It's like, oh, well, he's changed. We can forgive and forget. But then Ice Cube comes along and says, we should do something for black people. Oh, that raggedy nigga, what's wrong with you? Sit, sit down and rap. Shut up and rap. Nigga, what's wrong? Shut Are you crazy? What, what is wrong with you? Since what is wrong with you? Like, like at least have some damn balance. You ain't got to agree with what, what he was trying to do, but at least show that respect and say, thank you, black man, for trying to get out here and doing your best to support the community. We appreciate that. I don't agree with you, but I support you, right? And, and thank God a majority of people get that message. Thank God that there are people who get it. But there are some people who are in a toxic mind frame. They, they don't know how to do anything other but incarcerate a black man. They don't know how to do anything other than string a black man up in the street by his testicles and, and tar and feather him and, and burn him, burn him at the stake, right? They, 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 you're killing, you're doing your best to destroy the power and reputation of the people that some of whom are, may not be perfect, may have flaws, but they're trying to help. They're trying to protect. He's all he's saying is I'm proud of the fact that I take care of my woman. She ain't never had to pay a bill. Uh, he's also saying that, Real men should be doing that. He's challenging black men to do better. He's saying to those wimpy ass black men, you know, those guys that 35 years old sitting in their mama's basement in the draw, smoking weed and playing Xbox all day. He's saying, get up off your ass and do your best. Try, you know, take care of your family. That's what he's saying. Good. Okay. Can we at least clap for that? Right. He's saying to his daughters, he's saying that if a man does not treat you as well as your father, at least in the provider category, right? then that's not a man that's worthy of you. And, and and I'm sitting here like, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, my, my kids call me. They ask me for stuff. I like coming through for them. And when I hear about you hanging out with some guy who wants to have a baby with you but can't come through with, for you, that makes me want to find him and kick him in his nuts because he's clearly not a man. But it also makes me mad at you to say, why would you sleep with him? What is wrong with you? Right. What what kind of decision was that? Right. So so I, I personally think that 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 this this is all overblown. I, I hate it when people sent me this clip like, well, you know that this guy, he's he's a blah, 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 blah. No, Ayana's she's cool, I guess. I've never met Ayana. Dr. Steve Perry, good friend of mine. I love Steve Perry. Very smart man. I'm sure Steve helped the situation. Uh, but in those scenarios, what I think that here's what I'm what I'm really getting at is that sometimes when we are overly critical and we work too hard to undermine a man because he's not perfect, you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You take a black man who might need some guidance on how he can do things even better than before, and you destroy him. You 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 eliminate his relevance to the family. You say, well, he's he's toxic masculinity. He doesn't. He she shouldn't stay married to him. He's he's a terrible person. Look at him. Well, you know, I bet you there are probably some good things that his children experience from knowing that they could grow up in a household where their parents stayed married for eighteen years. You know, and and I can say this. I I grew up. I my daddy. My daddy is a. Uh, you know, my daddy, if, if you know, if he was 18 years old today, he'd probably be a gangster rap or something. He'd be like, you know, when he's um uh 21 Savage or something, because he was he was all into you know, all kinds of stuff back in the day. But it, so he wasn't a perfect man. And I'm sure some feminist would have told my mother that she'd be better off leaving him. But let me just tell you a little secret. We as children really appreciated the idea that we could come home and know that one of our parents wouldn't be missing that day because they got into a fight and decided to divorce each other. Like we, we grew up with a, a rare privilege that a lot of black kids don't get anymore, which is knowing that we could just worry about little shit because we knew that the big shit wasn't going to happen. We knew that our parents were never going to um, just abandon each other and run off and, and, and then try to convince us that we should be rotating between houses, which would, would have caused us one of us to become criminal and suicidal and everything else. Again, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing people that become divorced, but I think that what we have forgotten is that family ain't about you and always having your happiness and your bliss all the time in every single moment. Family's about the collective. Family's about I, how about how about we uh, how about we think about the children too, right? How about we maybe at least say you know maybe the kids if we're able to hold our shit together and to be respectful to each other, even if I don't really like you that much anymore, maybe there's 
a reason to to go ahead and, and, and see if we can work this out. Go get a therapist or something so we can hold it together for the sake of the kids. Right. I, I think that when we get to a world where we really are, we lie to ourselves and make ourselves believe that children are better off without a father in the house or that children are better off with divorced parents than with married parents. I think that's when you become a little bit crazy. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you for getting a divorce. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that maybe that means we're a little bit crazy. Right. So so let me um, let me just say this, too. Uh, you know, the, the thing about this man is, is the bottom line is this. You can still learn from what this man said. You know, this idea, the, the fact that people are trying to destroy all his credibility, like, like that's what I saw. It's it's almost, it's interesting. It's almost like a smear tactic. It's like people send me the video and they're like, look at him on Ayanna Van Zandt. Look at how bad, look at how much his, his relatives dislike him. And look at, look at how, how screwed up he is. And, and so, so, so it's almost like, I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that because he's not perfect, that what he said is not relevant. That literally anything he does from this point on is going to be considered evil. He could buy ice cream cone for a five year old, and that would be an evil ice cream cone. Like, like people don't have the ability to discern to understand that ain't none of y'all motherfuckers perfect. I'm sorry, I'm including Ayana Van Zant. Ayana Van Zant got her own shit. Did anybody ever read about her divorce and her messed up relationships where she had to go explain her shit to the world? I'm not dissing Ayana at all. I'm not saying Ayana is extraordinarily screwed up. I'm just saying that she ain't perfect, right? And so, and neither is he. And maybe they, these two, maybe these imperfect people can each give each other advice because we stop listening to black men. Some families have, and 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 you and you agree with me actually. Even if you disagree, you agree with me because nobody can tell me that that is fun to be a single mother with three kids struggling to pay the rent, where you're spending more time with your white ass boss than you're spending with your own damn offspring. And then you wonder why your kid grows up and he's hooked on drugs or he's out killing. people killing people or your daughter selling whopping in the middle school bathroom because ain't nobody around to give her no fucking guidance it's because she's supposed to have two parents raising her not one that's the reality that's the truth that's the uncomfortable truth that we don't want to accept because we want to be so modern we want to we want to fit in with 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 integration and and eurocentric thinking right because that just makes us so trendy and smart and cool yeah you keep doing that you keep doing that um here's another thing another you know another thing i find is really interesting is that when you flip the gender uh, you find the conversation often changes as well. We start to see some of the bias that exists. We know the biases exist against the black man, and we we talk about those on the, the black woman and the black man. We talk about those on a regular basis. But here's one thing I want you to I want you to flip the gender, right? So so you this here's this guy again. He's not a perfect man apparently. I, I'm assuming that his relatives are you know have legitimate gripes about whatever's whatever deficiencies he may have, and I'm not going to deny any of that. But 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 he's basically saying this is the one thing I'm good at. I am a good provider. I'm a proud provider. Um, that makes me more of a man that I'm a provider, right? And I agree with that, right? Because he wouldn't be more of a man if he stopped providing. Like he wouldn't be a better father just because he said, "Well, you know what? I want to be a better dad, so I'm gonna stop paying the bills," right? So, so this idea that that we, we're taking the, the the more negative side of who he is and we're spilling that over into the positive to say, "Well, since he's got the negative over here, that makes it all a negative." No, there's nothing negative about a man who wants to pay the bills and make sure his wife is good. Well, you know, it, it reminds me. Here's what it makes me think about. You ever hear, give me a yes or no if you've ever heard this. Have you ever seen maybe a woman who is accomplished in her professional life, right? Who has figured out how to go and accomplish amazing things on her own. Maybe she went to medical school or law school or started a business or she got, she rose up the corporate ladder or she became secretary of state or whatever. And she brags about how great she is on her job, like how powerful she is. She's works next to Joe Biden. So that makes her better than any black man who ever lived because she's closer to white people and she's risen up the corporate ladder and she feels like she's the shit. She feels like she's the boss. And then, uh, and I've seen this, I see, I have one friend in mind that, that had this problem and she actually, I give her a credit because she came to me and explained this problem. So then she said she would come home and she had a hard time respecting her husband because her husband had like a regular job. I think he worked at UPS. I don't know if he was the milkman or whatever, but he had like a regular job. So she's going off to work. She's a high flying corporate champion, you know, employee of the year, whatever. And, uh, and, and getting raises and promotions, making six figures. And she comes home to this man who's working at UPS. And she said that that bossy, like queen bee, uh, that she was at work that made that te that that testosterone she carried that made her a bossy person at work she would bring that home to her husband and it would be a problem 
right? Because men don't like that. Men don't like to, men, men don't, most straight men don't want to date another dude, right? So you come in with dudish competitive energy, you're going to get the same energy back and it's going to become a conflict, right? You, nobody wants to nurture, like nobody wants to nurture a big wet rock, right? When you come in with masculine energy, competitive energy, it's like a man sleeping, not replacing his pillow with a big wet rock. A man is not going to want to nurture and cuddle with a big wet rock. He's going to kick the rock out of his bed and find a pillow, right? So she came home with this big wet rock personality and lo and behold, her marriage has failed. I think she had two or three divorces or something like that before she was 35 years old. And it was because she had to kind of go back and reconcile that, that she realized that she had some sort of, I don't know if you want to call it toxic femininity or toxic feminism or whatever, but whatever the female version of toxic masculinity is, which this man may very have, I may very well have. I don't know this man. I don't, I don't know. For all I know, his relatives could be telling the truth about him, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's got a little bit of, you know, of this idea, this false idea. This is an old fashioned concept where may, that existed maybe in the thirties and forties, where there were men who thought that if I provide and I pay the bills, that's all I have to do. That if I bring home the bacon and I make sure my wife doesn't have to work, then she's got nothing to complain about. Uh, I knew a lady who uh, a long time ago who was getting abused by her husband and she wanted to leave. And her mother came out of the house and her mother went to the refrigerator and said, do you understand your refrigerator is full of food? You have nothing to complain about. I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. I think that's wrong. I, I definitely know it would not work. Right. And I would encourage men to understand that that fatherhood and manhood and masculinity and and husbandhood and boy, whatever, whatever type of hood you're trying to live in. It's multidimensional. Right. It can't just come down to bringing home the bacon. But here's the thing. There's a concept in mathematics called a necessary con condition versus a sufficient condition. A sufficient condition means that it gets you to the finish line. Sufficient means it's sufficient for you to achieve your goal. Right. Necessary means that you have to do it but it's not sufficient. You have to do it, but it's not going to get you to the finish line, right? So for example, it's it's necessary in order to uh, be married for 50 years, it's necessary to stay married for at least two years, but, but it's not sufficient. Two years is not the same as 50 years. So I think that what he's saying is this. He's saying that that it that a necessary condition of manhood, pay attention now, stay, stay with me on this, that a necessary condition of manhood is to be a good provider. That if you cannot provide, meaning that if your woman is struggling financially and you're not doing your absolute best on every level to try to fill that void, then in his mind, you 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 haven't come through as a man, or at the very least, you're less of a man. Um, I definitely think if she's got your children and you're not doing what you can to provide for those children, then I'm going to question that manhood. Although we know that there are some situations where it's almost impossible to get access to resources or whatever. Um, but still, uh, women tend to be attracted to, to men who can provide more. And there's a reason for that. It goes back 100,000 years. You're not going to change that no matter how much of a feminist you want to be. Women are going to be attracted to men who can provide, especially when resources are necessary. Um, so so, so, I, so, I don't think that what this man said was necessarily uh, problematic. I think what he said in the video was great, actually. I love what he said in the video. Um, I think that uh, that what we have to do is realize that when people are attacking him, for standing up and beating his chest and saying, I'm a man and I'm proud of it, that you are maybe inadvertently taking away the best parts of black male competitive nature, right? Black, like the men are, men tend to be at their best when they're strong, when they're competing. And the same way a woman, a man has the power to make a woman feel beautiful, or a man has the power to make a woman feel loved, right? Uh, a woman has the power to make a woman, to, to make a man feel strong. A woman has the power to make a man be at his best. So if you're beating him down and constantly telling him what he's doing wrong, then he's not going to be at his best. He's either going to shrink into this little ball of a bitch that you're turning him into, or he's just going to fucking leave. He's going to walk away. He's going to say, you know what? I'm out. This is, <clears throat> this is, there's too much criticism. I'm constantly being beaten up on. This is verbal abuse. I'm leaving. Right. So, so remember this, just, I think it's important to understand this. People don't, people don't accept this and people don't talk about this much. They don't talk about this much in mainstream media because they hate the black man. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm absolutely convinced of that. They hate the straight black man. The straight black man is kind of public enemy. Number one, for, for logical reasons, because the, the straight black man is one of your keys to overcoming white supremacy. Because when, when strong ass men, you know, like say ice cube types step into that bitch and start negotiating, playing hardball with these white boys, they get real nervous because they don't know what to do with that. So just know 
the straight black man will always be the enemy. He will always be public enemy number one. Their goal is to to hunt and kill, seek and destroy. That's why Joe Biden built all those prisons because they didn't want a Boyce Watkins to make it to the year 2020. They, they, there's another Boyce Watkins twin. It's probably 3,000 of me locked up in the penitentiary right now because they got caught in the mousetrap. So, so let's just be clear that that's a real thing. But, but in this space where we actually love our black men and want to see our black men at their best, assuming that they're not engaged in toxic behavior or harmful behavior or seeking to harm others and seeking to use their power to provide and protect, I'm going to tell you this. This is just me. Maybe I'm biased on this, but I believe that the secret to the black community's rise over white supremacy is going to come from the straight black male. It's, got, it's not going to come from the gay guys. No disrespect. If you're gay, you're welcome to be here. LGBT, no problem. I, I'm not going to put the flag up, the rainbow flag. We don't do that. No disrespect, but I don't hate you. I promise you I don't hate you. But it's not going to come from that community. It's not going to come from the beta males. It's going to come from the men who are not afraid to be alphas, right? And what I saw with this man was I saw alpha energy. I saw leadership. I saw pride. I Sure, it may come off a little bit cocky. You know, he's doing a little bit of a King Kong thing, right? But go to the, go, go to the woods. Go watch animals. And, you know, gorillas, gorillas walk up there and they beat their chest and they tell you where the territory is at. And they're like, I got this. You come that gangster goose when his neck struck out, stretched out to the point where he was, you know, six feet tall or five feet tall. Like that was that was toxic masculinity. If you want to call it that, that was that was him thumping his chest. That's what men do. That's what we do. Right. And, 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 and I don't think men, I think men, this is my advice for the men. If you have that in you, then let that shit out. Let that shit out. I go back to poweronomics all the time. Cause Dr. Claude Anderson wrote this book. He's a man's man. He ain't no little punk. He ain't no wimp. You can't intimidate him. You know, when he came out to the internet, people are talking crazy and saying this and saying that. And he handled it like a soldier. He's a Marine. He doesn't let you talk. You, you can't just chatty patty him into submission. He doesn't fall for that stuff. And one of the things he talks about with power is that in poweronomics, he says that power is the ability to pursue your agenda despite the opposition of others. Right. That that basically the, the, the black male will truly empower the community and pursue power when he moves forward with his agenda, despite the opposition of others. And so let me give you a real life example of powernomics in action and, uh, and, and and masculine energy in action where you're pursuing your agenda despite the opposition of others. So when I talk to uh, when I talk to when I talk to Cube, Ice Cube, right in the middle of, of all the chaos and every you know so many people, millions of people talking crazy about him. We gonna cancel you. We hate you now. Blah 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 blah. I said, so how you doing, man? How you feel? How you feel about all this stuff that's going on? You you good? He's like, man, I don't care. Like literally, he did not care. Literally, and I said, okay, that's my guy. Right? He's not pretending. Like he really is serious about this, right? Because that because at the end of the day, that's what you're seeing in a lot of media. People will always use media and propaganda to do everything they can to destroy the image of the black man in America. Um, I personally think this is where I get, you see me, this is where I get passionate because I told you, I, I love black folks. I want to see black people win. I want to see black families win. I want to see black women win, but I don't want to see women having to run out there with the sword and the shield because the men are sitting in the back. I don't want to see that. We, we ain't supposed to be in the back baking cookies with an apron on, sitting there like little punks. We are not women. Men and women are not the same. Men and women have different energy. And in, and in our household, there's complete freedom and complete room for my wife to be, to be whatever kind of woman she wants to be. But one thing she can never be, she will never be allowed to be in my house, in my spaces. She, you will never be the man. You will never be the man. You, you will always be the woman. I'm going to be the man. And, and but But there's power in both. There is power in both. Uh, Felicia Rashad, you know, one time I met um, Tempest Bledsoe, who, who played Vanessa on The Cosby Show. She is, has been in a long-term relationship with uh, my, my, my brother. Um, he played Ron in, from, from a different world. Um, oh, Daryl Bell, Daryl Bell. Uh, love Daryl Bell. So smart. Such a smart guy. Tempest once told me a story about Felicia Rashad. And, and in real life, Felicia is, is as wise as she is on TV. I, that's what I'm gathering. I've never met her in person. But one thing she said is that, um, a lot of times women lose an understanding of all the power you have in being a feminine woman. And her analogy was the chessboard. Uh, apparently on the chessboard, I'm not an expert on chess, but the king can't really do anything without the queen's permission. The queen actually has the power on the chessboard and, and the king is important, right? But the queen really can kind of make certain moves that the king can't make. And, and if, so if the queen spends all her time trying to be a king, she's given up the power of being a queen. 
right? So, so I'm a believer in the power of the queen. And I think that uh, we, because in America, we are listening to these crazy Europeans uh, who are determined to occupy your mind and to control you and to make you uh, just as, as dysfunctional as they are. Um, they made you forget who you are. And so um, I, I just say this, uh, I'll end on this, on this note. Um, I heard what this black man said. Um, I think that his comment was absolutely awesome. Um, I love the idea of a man taking pride in the fact that his woman could sit back and, and raise the kids and not have to worry about bills. Uh, that inspires me. That inspires me a whole lot more than seeing a man back up and and sit in the fold and you know sit in his sit in his wife's kangaroo pouch like like he's like he's a little child. Um, I'm not interested in that. I think that black men should roar a little bit. I think that black men should be proud of who we are. I also think black the black man in America needs to carve his own path. Um, I think the black man in America is too big. You're too strong. Your shadow is too great for you to sit in the shadow of a lesser man. And I think in America, uh, they tried to constrain you because I think that they feel like they're lesser men. They know this. They know that what I'm saying is true. And that's why they sought to kill you first. So uh, so just know that if you are uh, if, if you if you just a stupid thug or or if you a wimp or whatever, like they're not going to really fear you. But if you are an intelligent man or a strong man and a capable man and a hardworking man and an ambitious man and an assertive man, uh, just know you're going to be public enemy number one for most of your life. Just know that they're never going to make it easy for you. Just know that you getting ahead in America is just as it's going to be as you know as hard as Le, as it was for LeBron trying to get a championship. Nobody ever gave LeBron James a championship. LeBron had to go fight for that, right? The only thing you get easy is the cheap stuff. The only thing they give you that's easy is the free stuff. They the stuff that they give away is the stuff that they don't actually want. If you're going for the prize that they actually value, then you're gonna have to fight for that, and you're gonna have to fight without <coughs> spending too much time worrying about what people think. Okay. Are we on the same page? Give me a yes or no. If you get what I'm saying. Um, I know I, I just, I, I did a, a, I went a little bit out of pocket today, but uh, this, but I can't hide. This is something I'm very passionate about. And uh, because I, I believe that the black male, the strong black men in the community, the smart strategic men, the assertive men, the ambitious men hold the keys to black people overcoming white supremacy. So everybody type the word power in the chat so we can end on a good note. Type power in the chat if you get what I'm saying. And uh, I'm going to get on out of here, guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. And also, uh, for black men, we do have a resource for brothers. If you want to go to the theblackbosschannel.com, that's where black men gather and have black male conversations without interference from anybody. They, they can talk about whatever they want, however they want, and the conversations are really interesting. So those who uh, want to hear from black men can go subscribe. Those who are black men should definitely subscribe. So it's theblackbosschannel.com. There's a URL on the screen. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll see you soon. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your own. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.